Hey, what's up? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Um, keep listening, because if you're like me, you have nothing better to do. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Alex Edelman. I, I think sports and, and comedy to me are very close to my personal reason. So I worked for baseball teams for a little while when I was growing up. Yeah, I worked at the Red Sox, or the Dodgers, and one bad year Brewers. So, I mean, yeah, by the way, I absolutely love the Indians. I love Tito, Green, Heathville. I, I, worked, I worked with, you know, I worked with Tito for a while. Had a fun chat with Alex not only about comedy, but about baseball, as you heard right there. Turns out he worked uh, for the Red Sox and for some other baseball teams. Big hockey fan, too. So we talk all about that. And like I said, great chat. Let me see. Coming up, we have a song of the week from Wallows. You may recognize one of their band members from the uh, Netflix series 13 Reasons Why. And uh, one of the other band members is also uh, an actor as well. Now, before you skip to the interview, uh, please indulge me. Uh, you're going to find out how Tom Wilson, the actor who played Biff in the Back to the Future movies, inadvertently lost me my trivia gig. So I'll explain that in a few minutes. It's a cute story. Uh, and we'll get to it on the other side of the bumper music. So if you stuck around for this and aren't skipping up to the interview, I thank you very much. I'll try to make this as quick as possible, but uh, I needed to vent to somebody, and there's 8,000 of y'all. I really couldn't vent to uh, my uh, co-workers uh, of sorts because I didn't want word to get back to headquarters that, that I was complaining. I was being a squeaky wheel, but uh, in a nutshell, I'm, I'm a trivia host, which of course is the probably the lowest form of uh, entertainer you can find. Uh, in the entertainment world, I think we're even below magicians. Because magicians, you just have to practice and develop a skill. At trivia host, you're just reading questions to strangers. But anyway, uh, I have uh, two weekly gigs now, just one. I'll explain why. One of the shows I was doing was called a feud show. It's based kind of on a family feud. People, I read a question, people guess what the top three answers are, and you get points for you know getting the first answer, the second answer. Okay. Well, last week they shuffled things up a bit on me. Uh, the trivia department was doing a theme week for Back to the Future, and the Back to the Future night fell on Tuesday, which is my feud night. So at my venue, instead of doing the feud game, I did the trivia game. It was Back to the Future trivia. Uh, and I think the venue chose this at the behest of the bartender, Adam, who's a great guy, uh, but he's a huge Back to the Future fan, so I guess he thought, oh, this will be fun. We'll have Back to the Future trivia. Okay, so... Um, so I get the Back to the Future questions. Uh, I do a playlist. I try to associate you know, the songs with the question and so forth. And I thought, oh, the first question is about Tom F. Wilson, better known as comedian Tom Wilson to some of you. And uh, the question is, what role did he play in all three movies? List all three of his characters in each Back to the Future movie. I thought, this, what a fun opportunity to play Tom Wilson's song from his stand-up show. Uh, it's called Back to the Future. It's also called the, the Biff Question Song. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. It's under various names. It officially is called the Back to the Future Song. It's on one of his comedy albums. It's called Bigger Than You. And essentially, the premise is people, when they see him in airports and on the street, ask him, oh, it's Biff from Back to the Future. And they ask him all these inane questions about the movie franchise. So I ask the question. I play the song. And here it is, by the way. in a plane or I'm on the street There's a lot of friendly people that I like to meet They shake my hand but never ask my name And they start asking questions that are always the same Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice What's Christopher Lloyd like? Kinda quiet What's Crispin Glover like? 
unusual. Stop asking me the question. I went to the bar mitzvah of my nephew Josh. Now I'm not Jewish, but I like to nosh. Put on my yarmulke, started to pray. When the rabbi leaned over and I heard him say, Hey, was that real manure? No, it wasn't. How was that DeLorean? A piece of garbage. Do those hoverboards really fly? It's a movie. Stop asking me the question. Can we take your picture? Come on, look mean. Would you call my friend a butthead on his answering machine? Questions, questions fill my head. I went to my doctor, my doctor said, What does a key grip do? Set up lights. What does the best boy do? Help the key grip. What does a producer do? I don't know. Stop asking me the question. Do you all hang out together? No, we don't. How's Crispin Glover? I never talked to him. Back to the future for not happening. Stop asking me the question. Hey, who's the nicest famous guy? You know, Adam Sandler. Who is the biggest jerk? Gary Busey. How much money do you make? More than you do. So stop asking me the question. the song very hilarious uh, very fitting first question is about biff play a song by the guy that played biff that uh, where he gets asked all these questions about back to the future everybody loved it adam loved it and well uh you know the only one team showed up uh adam played just for fun and uh it was you know uh, but i thought you know well these this team this couple showed up to play back to the future trivia so i'm still doing the show so i got a call the next day from my boss and she says yeah they they don't want you to toast uh host there anymore and I'm like, what, 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 why? What, 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 what happened? What went wrong? And she explained that, well, there were three basic problems. I've been doing, I've been hosting there for eight months. There are three basic problems. <clears throat> One, they don't like the music you've been playing. And the music I usually play is, uh, it's, uh, it's alternative, maybe older alternative. The, uh, music they play in the bar on their sound system that they subscribe to, uh, generically known as Muzak, but it's, is, it's more like, um, Modern alternative, pop alternative. You probably have one of these stations in your town. It's called The Project here in Cincinnati. Uh, but it's the local station that plays alternative music. The local commercial station plays alternative music. They play music like that. So I play stuff adjacent to that, you know, uh, 80s new wave uh, and that stuff and 90s and things like that. And I'm thinking, well, they could have said, hey, PF, could you play more stuff like The Project plays? And I would have been like, yes, I have 10,000 songs sorted. Okay. Second problem uh, the owner of the bar was in that night, I guess. This is, this is where the, the problem comes in. And she says that I, uh, split up the teams so the team that was playing could win both prizes. There was two prizes awarded, a $20 gift certificate and a $10. And that's not at, true at all. I did not do that. They did not win that way. Adam, the bartender, said you can either have a $10 gift certificate or you can have a free growler. Uh, and that, I heard him say that. Okay. The final problem, and this is where it gets insane, hang on. Is there, she said, you, you played a song recorded by your family. And I'm like, what? She goes, I know, I don't understand that either. I'm like, well, c- could you find out? Because that sounds really weird. I played all stuff, all MP3s that you can buy. You know, I didn't play anything. The theme music you hear for this podcast, that's me and my friend John from college. And a long time ago, I played the vocals as a joke because they're awful. Uh, the music's fine because John wrote most of that. Uh, so, I mean, I'll play that for y'all, but I would never, ever play that at a trivia gig, even if it fit the question. I would not play my own band. So that wasn't it. I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, so I went on, and of course, my boss never got back to me. And then I realized, oh, when I said, I explained before I played the song that Tom Wilson is 
acts under the name Tom F. Wilson, I guess because there's probably another Tom Wilson in the Actors Guild. And I said, but he's also a comedian, and he wrote this. Song. Well, that probably just went right over the this owner's head. And all she heard was Tom Wilson. Your trivia host is P.F. Wilson. They must be kinfolk. And I played a song recorded by my family. First of all, if I'm related to Tom Wilson, who's in the Back to the Future movies, I'm not in your bar asking strangers questions, all right? That's the first thing, ma'am. And secondly, you know, I think Adam could vouch for me that this is an actual song by an actual comedian, by actual Tom Wilson, who actually played Biff in actual Back to the Future. But no, she, she thought that I had played, that I had played a song recorded by my family and that Tom Wilson and I are related. So, so that's the, and, I explained the whole thing. I told my boss, uh, I, music easily changed, did not divide up the teams, never divided up the teams, and the song is an actual song by an actual comedian from an actual comedy album. Nope, we're not having it. So, and look, it's, it's their bar. If they don't think I'm a good fit, they don't have to give a reason even. And they were, they actually gave reasons. A lot of times this happens, they just say, hey, we want to try a different host. We're not getting enough people in, or we don't think it's a good fit. Fine, fine. But don't make up these rubbishy reasons, and then when they're proven false, you know, try to, ah, uh, it's, it's, it's just crazy. But I think I'm going to come up with a new segment called People Are Dumb. Thank you for listening. On to the interview. Alex Edelman is a stand-up comedian originally from Boston, Massachusetts. He's been all over the world doing stand-up comedy. He did really well at the Edinburgh Festival a couple years ago, won a big prize there. Uh, He's currently headlining around the country. Even as we speak, here now is our interview with Alex Edelman. So I guess the, the first place to start, I know a little bit about your career, and I assume since you started doing stand-up so young, was it always a passion to do stand-up, or was it a case where people said, you're really funny, you should be on a stage? I imagine it's the former. Oh, yeah, definitely the former, 100%. And yeah. so did you watch a lot of comedy growing up, or uh, was it just you just gravitated toward things that were funny? How did that, that kind of develop? I was a big fan of Brian Regan. Okay. You know Brian Regan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That was a really, really... Um, I was huge. Um, I was huge into... Uh, I was huge into him. And, uh, and so I, I was just... I was really into recorded stand-up, and I saw a lot of live stuff. And, um, uh, and, and so... I think, what did I see first? Oh, I saw Dennis Leary's Comics Come Home in Boston. Uh, Dennis Leary did a this benefit show for the Kennedy Lee Foundation. And I was big into sports. They're even bigger into comedy. So, um, so, you know, I did, uh, I did that. I went and saw, I went and saw that and, uh, and sort of fell in love with the whole thing. And then started going to like music open mic and seeing if I could get on stage. Okay. And yeah. but then you figured out that there were there were actually comedy open mics. Uh, how did you make that discovery? Um, you know, someone at the music mic told me, you know, you don't need to be here. You can go to <laughs> comedy shows. But I thought the only comedians were guys like Brian Regan and Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock. So I thought. You know, oh, you got to start somewhere else before they let you do any comedy on a comedy stage. Right. You know, you think back because I was like 16, so so that was the uh, 
that was the that was the deal. It was, it was funny. <laughs> but I mean, you weren't you were wrong though. You, you like you said, you have to start somewhere. You know, just automatically, you know, walk on the stage at Catch a Rising Star, like you know, or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. We're, you grew up in Bo- you grew up in Boston. I grew up in Boston. Okay. Like Boston, Boston, really, really into the Red Sox, really into sports, huge into sports, and uh, I just sort of fell in love with fell in love with comedy. Uh, weirdly, just I don't know, just just cause just just cause I uh, I had such a strong comedy scene around me with such great comics. Um, it, it's so funny. I'm very different in style from those comedians now. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I loved it. I still love it. You know, I, I get a real kick out of doing a job that, uh, that I grew up loving. So, so did you also play sports or just follow sports or, or both? Um, I, I played, uh, I played, uh, uh, ice hockey. Okay. I was an ice hockey player. And uh, I was, I mean, I, I played literally baseball, but I really competed at a high level for ice hockey. Uh, it's like my brother, much of you know that much about my brother, but my brother made the Olympics this year for Israel. Um, and we've always been an ice hockey family. Okay. And what did he make the Olympics so, for? Did he make, so what, what did he make the Olympics for? What was his sport? Skeleton, you know, skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ is crazy it is, as it is. Maybe a little bit for skeleton, and uh, oh. I mean, we're very proud of them, and you know, like whatever. But <laughs> but he's he's very cool, and we were uh, we were pretty psyched, you know. Did he ever yeah. get you to try skeleton, or did that? No, dude. No, I can't do that. <laughs> that is it's scary looking. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a, it looks like a nightmare, don't it? Yeah, but he's uh, but he's really, really, he's really fucking funny and and, uh, and interesting and the opposite of me in so many ways. So uh, so yeah, it's, I think it's cool. It's cool to have a brother who does that type of shit, I guess. Yeah, um, I I spoke to another comedian just recently who was really into hockey, and I think was oh moved from L.A. to Massachusetts, and I can't remember who it was now. Just a few weeks ago, I know Ian Bag is still. It was a big. He played hockey, but then decided he was big as that guy is. He was too small to play, you know, pro hockey. And uh, uh, Dave Coulier, and there's a couple other. It's interesting that there's a lot of like at least a half a dozen comedians I know that still play hockey when they have a chance. Do you get ever get on the ice still when you have a chance and play in leagues and stuff? Yeah. I didn't. I skated until I was like four, but then I didn't really. Have, even going, growing up in Cleveland, I didn't really have a lot of opportunity. We didn't have a rink until I was in high school, and by then it was too late. Uh, if the pond wasn't frozen, you weren't skating in, in my suburb. But um, I grew up following the game, of course. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's, such great, it's such a great sport. It's oh such yeah, such a great sport. Such a great, great game. And uh, you know, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I love it. I do miss it, actually, now that I, uh, now that I mention, or now that I think about it. But, but, uh, but it, you know, you, you gotta, like, stand-up isn't, isn't too unlike it, you know? Like, like stand-up is, stand-up is a great, uh, it's a great competitive sport, like, and it's one of the things that I like most about it, it really feels to my sort of character. So, so I, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess I naturally, I, I think sports and, and comedy to me are very closely connected for some reason. Because, but, you know, I also, I worked for baseball teams for a little while when I was growing up. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I worked on the Red Sox, worked for the Dodgers, and I spent one bad year at the Brewers. What, what did you do for them? I worked in public relations. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> how you liking your Red how you liking your Red Sox this year? Wow. I right? Mean, it looks like they've got a good shot at winning it all. The Astros, but, you know, very, very competitive indeed. Yes. Uh, I'm an Indians fan, and weirdly, I was telling, I, I think we can get past the Astros. I hate to knock on uh, uh, whatever my table is made of here. It's not actual wood. It's wood particle board, I think. But um, I think we can get past the Astros. Weirdly, it's the Red Sox that, that scare me. And I was listening to the series just last weekend when we were playing you guys, and our play-by-play guy was like, uh, this is only the third time that the Red Sox have won over 100 games. You, you, know, you think with their history, they would have done that a million times. But, uh, no, they've never been that team. They've never been a juggernaut team. No. Uh, the Red Sox never put those kind of, uh, never put those kind of teams together. So, so, I mean, yeah, by the way, I absolutely love the Indians. I love Tito. I oh, think yeah. Great. I mean, he's so, I, I worked, I worked with, you know, I worked with Tito for a while. And really? I really liked, yeah. I guess it would have been that time, yeah. Three. And Tito was there, so like, so he was really, uh, he was he, he was great. His daughters were great. like, his daughter was great. Like they, they uh, that whole family's collapsing. He's he's really chill. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm watching the Blackhawks. But I'm in Chicago right now for some shows. Okay. I'm watching the Blackhawks practice every day that I've been here. My buddy from the Brewers is now working at the Blackhawks. Oh, nice. And uh, and yeah, other thing is I'm watching. Good. I want to get back there so bad. So I guess yeah. I, I, so I imagine you're one of those comedians. I know a couple of them that uh, when you're it's one of the things you do, you know, between uh, shows or if there's if you get in town earlier, stay a day later, as so you go try to go see uh, the the local sports team or be it hockey or baseball. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to I try to get out as much as I can and do as much as I can, and. Um, it, it doesn't always uh, pan out, but I, but I, uh, and, and I've got a lot of work this week, so so my schedule's a little, uh, a little, a little all over the place. But but uh, and I'm jet lagged from being in the UK, and and I'm just traveling a bunch, so so things are a little nuts. But with that said, I am, you know, I, I am still trying to see Chicago. I love it here. Uh, it's great time. I really like performing in the U.S., so uh, so I make it uh, my job to see and do as much as possible. That makes around. sense. Yeah, it's weird. I um, I'm supposed to interview uh, Rocky Laporte, who is from Chicago, by the way. 
uh, haven't heard back from him. He's actually in town the same week you are at the other club. But um, the thing about Chicago, I love Chicago, but since the Indians are in, or since the Cleveland teams are mostly in the same division in multiple sports, I hate all of their sports teams. <laughs> Except for the Bears. Kid from my high school is their quarterback, so I don't mind the Bears. But Yeah. Yeah, the Trubisky. Yeah, he went. And it was funny when they were. Uh, he was coming out in the draft. There, all these Browns fans like, "Wait, draft Trubisky from Mentor." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't ruin this kid's career. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? <laughs> we want him to succeed." That's fucking. That's hilarious. So I, I was going to ask yeah, you. Um, you so you said your influence, big influence, was Brian Regan and and uh, and among others, but so how long did it take for you, because you started so young, you know, 15, I guess, if Wikipedia isn't lying to me, as it sometimes is, uh, how, before you found your own, because you said your style is very different now, how long did it take before you kind of, like, did kind of find your own voice, and that was just, like, was a matter of, like, you just found maybe different things funny, or you consciously knew, hey, I shouldn't be, you know, trying to be exactly like Brian Regan, or how did that kind of formulate? Um, I think I actually... I found my own voice around 22. Uh, I've had a lot of different little, um, I've had a lot of different little, uh, like, like shots in terms of finding my own voice. Uh, but like, but like, yeah, I guess I was 22 and I was in the UK and I, I just, something just clicked and I had help from some comics who gave me different shots in terms of, um, in terms of figuring out, like, uh, in terms of space to, to fail and figuring out what I wanted to, what I wanted to do. And I've had a lot of comedians who've given me opportunities to open for them or, uh, you know, or, or spend time around them and, like guys like Gary Goldman or, or stuff like that. Like, you know, I'm not sure if you're aware of Gary, but I love Gary. Oh my God. Oh, one of my favorites. So, you know, oh, he's so fantastic. Yes. And, and, those guys, and, and so guys like Gary and, uh, you know, guys like Ricky Gervais and Eddie Izzard, uh, those guys have all sort of given me chances to sort of how my craft around them and in close proximity and so and so I sort of found my voice that way. I found my voice by by uh found my voice by by other guys. Um like give me shots. So so i I'm been I've been pretty I've been pretty lucky in, in, in that regard, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah. I'm not rambling. No 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 no. Were, were you a fan of British comedy growing up? No, really. I mean here's already yeah. But, but it was just, I spent some time there in college, uh, my last year of college, and fell into that same pretty hard and saw some interesting stuff. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I've always, I've always done, I, I do okay there now, you know, it's not a, it's really weird, but, but I, I do okay in, in, in England and, and, uh, and people, and people treat me really well. And, uh, and yeah, I've always, I always think that, you know, I'm not a British comedian by any, by any, uh, stretch. So, uh, but my style is very, very American. Um, 
I don't know why I've done well there, but I, I mean, I guess I seem to. So, well, so it I'm, seems. Uh, it, go on. Go ahead. No, no. Like I, I, I also, I also, uh, I think I had, I experienced some like real backlash against against what I grew up liking. I think I there's a moment where where I just went, you know. Fuck this. Like, uh, sorry, I don't know how to say it, but like, I don't know, I think I was, there was a, there was a time in my life where, but I, I was just the kind of lady that I didn't really want to be. I wish I was like, super like, and it wasn't really who I was as a dude. So, so, I mean, I, I changed a little bit. And, uh, and I found real rewards in those changes. So, so I guess, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. What I'm saying is, I guess I've always, uh, I've always enjoyed being exposed to different things that, and I really think that you're supposed to, we can maybe tell another comedy, but, but there's a whole new, um, kind of stand up that I wasn't, you know, aware of existed, uh, that's sort of anything like, and really, uh, and Australia, and I mean, and in the state also, uh, but, but, but the, uh, that British style really, uh, of the sort of hour long shows to cater to what I like and what I thought was the, the, the more interesting style of stand up. So, so it wasn't the stuff that makes its way over here, but I, but over in the UK, how much do these hour long shows of parks and scenes and, and so I combined that with my love of like American style jokes, how do you stand up and stuff. That, that was my book. I was kind of like a little more thoughtful um, stuff, but still was, you know, jokes. Yeah. It's funny because I, when I was growing up, I'm probably close to twice your age. It was, more was made of the, you know, British sense of humor versus the American sense of humor and even Kasanik. Sometimes the Canadians were thrown in there, but I think as the world has gotten smaller, and there, there certainly people tend to say, "Well, they're really aware of us, and we're more aware of them." You know, thanks to things like you know, the internet and being able to, you know, see other pe- other stuff more easily. That that's kind of gone away, and you know, the senses of humor, while slightly different, it's you know, it's still, you know, it's just still accessible to both sides, you know, of the pond. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I think that's well said. I think like uh like we're we're also starting to get back to uh where we were in terms of of uh I think I think American comics and British comics is so much more common than they can possibly know. Yes. And uh and and I think that I mean all the world over everyone is kind of the same and there are hacks in every you know, in every place. And there are geniuses in every place. And, uh, and so it's been a real wonderful thing for me to be able to sort of, um, discover those, uh, geniuses. Uh, and, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't know that, that they, that, that the stuff that I, uh, that, that I liked, uh, the stuff that I, uh, I didn't know the stuff that, that I liked from the UK existed. I never heard of it. So, so I've, uh, 
don't know. I, I just think it's interesting. I think it's interesting how many uh, how many styles are actually out there, and uh, and, and you know, I, I, I'm 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 still very much a, a club comic. So you know, it's not like I'm saying like you know, there's there's a there's a better style, but I'm saying I found elements that work for me in other countries or other places, and I expect to find it. So so yeah. I it, mean, it, I, have I even answered your question? Yes, yes, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it is a small world after all, as as Walt Disney taught us all those years ago. But um, yeah, I got a lot of great stuff for the uh, for the piece here, and um, this will be in print and online uh, at uh, City Pages, of course. The week you were up there in Minneapolis, I appreciate you taking the time today, especially this early yeah. in the morning. Do and, you know? Do you know? It's so funny because I've only been there once in Minneapolis, which is I went back at the theater in um. And a theater in St. Paul. Uh, hold on, I'm just checking to see what it was. Uh, I want to make sure I remember correctly. Uh, I can tell you while you're looking that I've never been there except for uh, twice for an hour in the airport. You've never been to. You've never been to. No. What really? Not properly. No. No. I live in Cincinnati. Um, it's my. That's my. That's my mother's town, by the way. Oh wow! Cincinnati. Oh cool! Wow. I sent a fan letter to Graders a few weeks ago. There you go. My yeah. mom is such a fucking huge fan of Graders. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I'm going to send you a, a, a code. You can uh, get free shipping for a t- the t-shirt company I work for. Uh, Graders is one of our partners. So I'll send it to your publicist, and you can forward no it. No way. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Do you know Josh Sneed? No. He's a comedian from here. He's a headlining comedian from here. Well, he... Uh, he started this t-shirt company a couple of years ago as kind of a side thing with another guy that was a comedian but uh, quit to run this t-shirt business full-time. And, uh, yeah, Graders is one of our partners, one of the local businesses that we partner Are you with. Are you serious? We, you're a local partner with Graders? Uh, yeah, we, um, yeah. We, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll forward that stuff to your uh, to your guy, and then he can send it on, on to you. Yeah. All right. Um, am I giving you that stuff? I feel like I... I feel oh, like yeah, I yeah. No, no, I got, I, I got tons, believe me. Okay, okay. Great. Thanks so much, man. Well, thank you for... And by the way, I was, I was, uh, I, I was away for hours. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I was just... Uh, right, right. But, like, no, that's fine. Please. All right, well, thanks, man. Please, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Dude. All right, bye-bye. Thanks again to Alex Edelman for being on the show. You can catch Alex at the Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis uh, Tuesday, October 9th through Saturday, October 13th. Uh, he has no other dates on his own website, but if you need any more Alex Edelman information, why go to alexedelmancomedy.com. alexedelmancomedy.com. There you go. All right, so a couple of plugs we're going to get uh, out of the way here. Uh, let me see. We'll start with... Uh, Nearly Liza's YouTube channel. You want to go there and check out uh, Nearly Liza. She's going to have a new video up, she said, here in a couple of uh, days. So uh, we will see how that goes. Uh, For those who are unfamiliar, uh, Nearly Liza, it's sort of like an Odd Ones Out-esque review of uh, her childhood memories. But it's um, done in a different style. I mean, it's animated uh, stories. But it's done in a slightly different style. I think you'll dig that. And Lizzie's really cute, of course. So uh, so that's that. And then, of course, on the other side of that, we have a Check Check Hay's blog. And you want to check that out. Uh, it's, let me see. It's called Check Check Hay. It's a fangirl's blog. And her latest post is Party at Pop's Choc- uh, Chocolate Shop. 
Uh, that's a Riverside, um, a Riverdale uh, reference there. If you're uh, if you're curious, and then she had a previous article uh, how she's thinking Stranger Things is going to turn out in season three. That got a lot of hits, so do check that out if you're a Stranger Things fan. All right, so that brings us to the song of the week. Speaking of nearly Liza, uh, we kind of found these guys via uh, a Spotify suggestion, and uh, Liza really took to them. They are Wallace. They are from they're a trio from Los Angeles. And uh, they have two actors in the band, uh, Braden LeMasters and Dylan Minnette. Braden LeMasters has been in, uh, he was in Men of a Certain Age over on TNT. I guess he played one of the guys' sons, I reckon. And then Dylan Minnette is in uh, 13 Reasons Why, the uh, Netflix series. Uh, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's in 13 Reasons Why, the Netflix drama series, so you might know him from that. But they're also a very good band. Uh, oh, the third dude in the band, let's give him some credit. Uh, Cole Preston. So anyway, they're a trio from Los Angeles, uh, power indie pop, uh, I would say is what you would call them. And I had a, a hard time deciding which song I like. They have an EP out. They have uh, nine songs out total. They have an EP out on Atlantic Records, and then they have a couple of their singles out. Um, I was kind of debating between Pictures of Girls and These Days, but I'm going to go with These Days as our song of the week. And we're going to send that to... Uh, okay. So I had a hard time picking out which song was going to be the song of the week from them, because the whole EP is really good. Um, but it came down to pictures of girls and uh, these days, but uh, after discussing it with Nearly Liza, we decided to uh, to go with these days. So these days, Wallows, your song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Listen to it.